0: Welcome to the Service MVP podcast. And my name is Joe Cressera, America's service sales coach. And I have with me one of my very best friends, Steve Akean from Akean Plumbing Services in Massachusetts. Hey, Steve, say hi to everybody.
1: Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, Joe.
0: Well, Steve, uh, definitely, uh, we've been together for a few years now. And definitely, every time the easiest thing I ever did was fall in love with Akean Plumbing and the determination and the desire to help train your people. And, uh, Steve, why don't we first start with uh, just sharing a little bit about your background and how you got to the point where you ran a company, owned a company to start growing this thing.
1: Sure. Um, so I've, I've now been in the industry for 15 years, um, started in residential, got into commercial shortly after that, and quickly moved into an office position where I was doing commercial sales and, um, Within the first three months of that, I hit my first three and a half million dollar plumbing job. That was my first uh, one of my first sales. Um, the next day, it was another three million dollar um, lab building fit out. Uh, and, and I was doing that for about five years and and I progressed to be their senior um, uh, estimator over there. But I, I, I'd, I'd always had a passion, you know, for um being an entrepreneur, right? I was, I was the kid in elementary school selling my Pokemon cards. You know, putting people on uh, what you like to call programs, or you know, uh, uh, financing. You know, your parents mm-hmm. give you three dollar, three dollar lunch money, and you you could afford a dollar a day. You know what I mean to get this charge. <laughs> uh, but 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 anyways, no, But seriously, it, it's, I've been in the business now for six years, so this business has been running for six years. Um, we we've been growing. Thirty-three to fifty percent since day one. So, we're pacing ten million this year. Uh, We specialize in heating, air conditioning, and and plumbing uh, service. Right, system replacements. um, Like I'm sure most people that are listening to this also do. Um, And yeah, I mean, you. you, I think we've been working
0: together, Joe, now for uh, three or four years. I think so, Steve. I think so. But, you know, like I said before, it was like an instant friendship. And I felt like I met a, like a lost friend for life. As soon as I met you, Steve, did you have that same feeling? I did. And, you know, when we had our first
1: conversation, it was right here in my dining room. So really? so uh it was. Yeah, I was. I I, I gave you a call. I think it was like the beginning of covid or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were we were doing around one and a half million, I think, at, at, at the time. And I just wanted to get some kind of process together. Um and uh someone someone recommended you and uh here we are today.
0: Well wow. So from two thousand twenty to here we are in two thousand twenty three, on track to make ten million dollars. Hey, let's give everybody give a round of applause, everybody. That's amazing, right? That in a three year period from about a million and a half to ten million. A lot of people wish they could achieve that. Steve, let's talk about some of the keys <laughs> to achieving that. I think Let's put it this way, Steve. You know, I would say the fish stinks from the head down, and it's always the owner's responsibility when things go bad. But you know, you got to take some credit when it goes good. So, what are some of the things that have uh, uh, you worked through, and some of the things that were key to your success uh, to be able to? Uh, let's look the first key. What do you think is the first key to your success uh, for getting there, set yourself there?
1: You know, it's, it's funny um, because I was actually reflecting on this earlier this morning. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I think the biggest thing is investing in yourself. Uh, so, sometimes that requires financial investment in yourself, you know, for coaches, training, um, things like service MVP. Um, but, but also like get a book, right? Um, sitting at my table over here right on my dining room table, right? I got uh, John Maxwell, the Maxwell Daily Reader, right? That that's an easy one. It's one page a day. You open it up, it gets you, it gets your brain kind of thinking. And 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 I journal a lot. So um, you know, I I think the biggest thing with with leadership, yeah, I think everyone focuses right away on leading others. However, you're not going to lead other people if you can't lead yourself. Does that make mm. sense?
0: Yeah, they always say like on the airline, like uh, when the oxygen masks drop down please put the mask on yourself first and then help others. Does, does that make sense? Uh, we can't help others if we're going to pass out in the, in the airplane. Make sense Steve.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So you say the first thing is like, you know, lead yourself to become a model of what's possible. Uh, so, that, so that your team has nothing that they they can't look at you and say, why would I follow this guy? He can't even get himself together to do his job. Right. Would you agree with that? Sure.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's not to say that, that, that I'm perfect. I'm far from it, you know? So, so the other, the other part of that is being vulnerable with your team so that when you do slip up, um, you know, they're, they're there to pick you up and, you know, and cheer you on and, and you're there to pick them up and cheer them on. It's a, it's a, it's a group effort, right?
0: So, so when you notice that you're falling short yourself, even, or whether the team has fallen short, it sounds like there's no fear to confront that conflict. It sounds like you're kind of, in a way, accepting the responsibility as a leader and saying, guys, I've fallen short and uh, and I need uh, your help to get back on. Do I have your support to get me back on track with this? Uh, is that kind of what you're talking about there, Steve? Tell me a little bit about your, your methodology or what you feel is a good way to kind of get started when you see things that are going wrong, because some people see things going wrong and they they make their team defeated rather than inspiring their team. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, uh, you know this, this this podcast comes at such great timing, Joe. Right, because there's so many people talking about the economy and it's an election year and all this stuff. And you know, we we just had our biggest month yet, right? Um, yeah, you know, we nine hundred and fifty thousand in revenue. Another month where we exceeded a million in sales, um, and you know, it, it's it's the type of thing where when there's troubled waters ahead, right? It's it's important to plan. It's important to collaborate, and I think when you when you when you do that with your team and they have input on what it is that we should do, right? Um, th- that's when you have ultimate. Yeah, I don't like to use this phrase, but that's when you have ultimate buy-in. I think from everybody. And you sort of have that, you know, if you ever seen the movie 300, right, the Persians are shooting their arrows at the Greeks and they're all they're all huddled together with their shields and they're laughing. You know, they're laughing as the arrows are right. But that's that's the that's the power of teamwork.
0: Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, the team working together is much stronger than any one individual can be uh with that being said uh so taking the thing uh taking responsibility as a leader it sounds like that was and then uh developing yourself uh, you gotta start with that so then you're saying okay now that I am feeling like I'm getting a foothold here and uh the team does believe that I am making an effort they can see the effort you're making uh what's the next step what do you think would be the next step to get uh the team moving the right direction? because you can see they can see you doing things uh like I said, I would expect somebody else to finish a course if the leader hasn't finished it first, right? right uh or you know somebody else to read that like giving that leadership book to someone of your team have you read it Steve? Oh no, I don't I don't read very well. <laughs> I'm not a good reader <laughs> it's not a very good leadership move, but uh, what do you think the next step is then to work with the team? then how would you reach out from there so
1: You you know, speaking specifically, let's use that example you used about the book, right? Every time I recommend a book to someone on my leadership team, or even to the person in the warehouse, right? Um, Who, by the way, won Employee of the Month this morning. We had one of our company-wide meetings this morning, and uh, one of our warehouse personnel, Malik, he's listening to this. He's he's an outstanding, um, you know, person. Um, But when I when I hand that book to them, I I let them know I read it and why I'm specifically, you know, giving it to them because I think it will benefit them and, you know, reasons X, Y, and Z. And then get the, you know, get, get out of the way. I was about to swear. I don't know if we could do that on this podcast. But, right,
0: it's okay. I swear. We'll, put, we'll put the E next to it for explicit language if we have to. <laughs> Go ahead. It's okay.
1: You know, Joe, I think, I think that's one thing that holds companies back from growth is perfectionism. Give your people the resources and get the fuck out of the way let them know that you're there for them and then just move out of the way. Like a lot of people kind of have their hands on everything and it's just not a realistic way to scale the business. I think it's a quick way to to put yourself six feet under actually.
0: Hmm. Steve, let's talk about, I love what you're saying, invest in in yourself first, Uh, read, uh, uh, devour material to kind of get better yourself and feed your brain and then reinvest in the resources for your team and give them the material, whatever they need, and then the resource they need and they get out of the way. Uh, how about the accountability? You can't grow to 10 million if people are just free ranging out there. How do you uh, achieve, how have you uh, learned how to achieve a sense of accountability that if I, I have these resources, because you, know, you know the worst enemy, getting resources for people and they never use it, Steve. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. And, and, and you know, that that's where... That's where my my management team comes into place. My my brother, who's been with me pretty much since day one, um, runs the company with me. Uh, Marissa, who runs the uh, in, install departments, um, and Sean, who is our is, is our controller, right? They're they're three people who definitely help me on that end because you know what? It's not just me holding them accountable, but it's them. Holding me accountable and having the trust in me that they could say, "Hey, Steve, look, you know, I I think you're messing up here," and 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 that's where vulnerable, vulnerable, being vulnerable is so crucial because if you don't have the trust, you're not going to have the team that's going to come to you and say, "Hey, you know, uh, how about how about this? You know, this is what you're doing," and and. That, that's it. In a nutshell, Joe, it's like, you know, we could put all the processes and procedures together. But like you said, if you don't have the the people who are who not only are you inspiring, but are inspiring you to do a better job. I mean, I think that's the that's the that's the magic, you know, behind it all because I you was know, 42 people in our company now, Joe. And, you know, I can't ha- I can't have my hand on every single one of them. You know what I mean?
0: But I do remember early in the process when we first met that you guys and Al- you and Alex, who is your brother, uh, who happens to be a musician, too. And I remember we had to shared that common bond with him and I being musicians together. I played bass and he played guitar and stuff like that. I said, yeah, we got to get the band together, Alex. And uh, I remember all that. But I do remember some uh, tur- turbulence. Uh When we first tried to get the team to do this, I mean getting people from Massachusetts who are very intelligent people who think they got kind of their own way of doing things uh yet I've seen some of those same people who were giving us turbulence now kind of like got gliding and and water skiing on that water now they're on top of that water. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you would advise other owners here to fight through the turbulence that they get. Even though like you're trying to do this on the team's best, uh, you're in your heart, you're trying to help your team and give them the resources. Sometimes they fight you back on accepting those resources. Uh, that's what we that's what we had, remember that when we first started out with that? And then yeah. somehow you got, I didn't know what behind the scenes what happened, but I'm happy to see that on the other end, you got through this turbulence. What was it the key for you to get through that turbulence uh, and get the team uh, to stay on track here?
1: I think first off being genuine, is super important. You know, I hate that I have to say that, but, but that's, that's really it is when we, when we onboarded with Joe, I was like, I, I, I totally get this program. I totally understand how it works. Um, and you know, unfortunately we had some people that were, that were pushing back. And the thing is, is that force is only going to be met with force, right? So seek first to understand, right? Understand what it is that they're, you know, trying to say to you. And at the end of the day, Joe, it's like, you know, they're like, we're, we're, we're we're learning about persuasion and influence and all this stuff. And then I'm like, okay, please tell me more. Right. And then what I flip on them was like, okay, so it's okay for you to persuade me that your way of doing things is okay, but you're not willing to give this program a shot. Right. And Mm. and, and that, that broke through, that broke through to, 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 to a lot of a lot of people on our team but i have to say i'm time out, time
0: out time out so you're saying that basically you flip the script like joe i mean you're trying you said this program is about learning persuasion and here you are exactly doing what we're trying to teach you by persuading me to not do what we invested in you do you see that i like kind of putting the mirror in front of them uh did a lot of people have that kind of look like the athlete duck look on their face like because, huh. <laughs> because I guess you're right. What is it, how did that go, Steve? Tell me about that.
1: Well, first off, I want to say that it was really only a small couple of people. Yeah, like,
0: I get that. that. It wasn't everybody. That's all it takes, though, is a small group of people to create chaos, though, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, once we had that conversation, it was kind of an aha moment for that person, and and that and that goes back to like, Joe, the. the the older version of me probably wouldn't have had such a, you know, skillful conversation. They probably would have just been like, "Look, well, this is what we're doing, just, just fucking do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he, was, he
0: was brute force before in the old days. <laughs> it's like, don't you know who I am? I own the company. <laughs> but anyway, that's really great. So, I mean, so yeah, you kind of uh, learn how to, get them to come around to that point of view In a way you're kind of like, uh, you know, using, using a So if I said to you, uh, leaders sometimes say, listen, I'm not in sales. I'm just a leader here. What would you say to them about that?
1: I think one way or another, we're, 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 we're all in sales. You know, it's, it's communication. I mean, you know, all the way from, you know, the parents that are in our company that are trying to get their kids to do homework and go to bed, all the way to when our managers are interviewing people. Like when you have someone coming in, you're selling them on the company's vision. You're selling them on, you know, the team and, and the goal. And you know, I, I I think you're the one that told me this, Joe, but the word sales I think derives from a Latin word service, right? Um, and, and I think a lot of us forget that. And I think a lot of us forget that because unfortunately, you know, these persuasion tools are sometimes used. You know, in bad ways. It's just like anything else, right? It, it can be used for good. It can be used for bad, um, and it all it all comes back down to intent, intention,
0: what your. So the like. motivation of the owner, and Steve, how how often do you have to? Even though people could assume, like I could assume that Steve McKeon's got the right motive, but how do you? Uh, how often do you have to remind people of that motive to make sure that they're clear about your motivation and not just assume that they think they know it? You know, we do that with our mission statement, our core values, but
1: um, most importantly, the, the one-on-one communication rhythms that we have in the company. So I have my one-on-ones with my management team. They have their one-on-ones with their staff and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, that's just it. It's like, if you have to go around telling people that you're a genuine guy all the time, like, you know what I mean? It's probably something fishy going on. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we all just genuinely care about each other at this company. You know, when I see someone, like this morning, we had our company-wide. I show up early for those because I want to see people. I want to talk to them. I want to find out how that new house Evan got is, you know, coming along because he's doing a bunch of work on it. I want to. I want to talk to Manny about how, you know, his kid, my godson, by the way, uh, Leo. Um, you know, Manny, you, you know Manny Joe. He was one of our first guys to graduate
0: yeah, the program. I remember him, Yeah. Um,
1: so he's got a two-year-old. I'm, I'm, I'm his, you know, his son's godfather. Like one of like the most amazing things to ever happen to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's stuff like that where like everyone's talking about culture, like culture is not the video game system that you have in the office. It's, 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 it's the people it's who they're, you know, what their fiber is made up of, like, right. What, what is their, uh, what is their makeup? What are their values? What are their beliefs? Right. And that's again, going back to the mission statement and core values. That's where you know, I gotta say early on in the business, Joe, I really underestimated core values and mission statement because now when people come on board day one, so in the interview process, we go over the mission statement and core values and their entire first onboarding day, that first half of that day is mission statement and core value stuff, Hmm. right? And and it's important to do that because, okay, now I know, I really know if it's gonna work Mm -hmm. out with this person early on because, you know, if teamwork, communication, excellence, Perseverance and growth. If those aren't you know values of yours in some you know shape or form, it's probably not going to work here.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Might as well find out fast. And it sounds I don't want to. Maybe I'll summarize what you said there because it was a pretty powerful. Uh, i try to get a harness on it so people can kind of digest this. Was instead of telling people your motivation, you're showing them your motivation by your actions. Not you don't got to tell people how you're motivated. You show them how you're motivated by actions. Does that make sense or Steve? Yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean,
0: you know,
1: uh, there, there, there's times when, you know, you have to roll your sleeves up and get to work. Don't be shy of, of showing your team uh, the hard work that, that, that you have to put in, you know, as a leader, as an owner, Um, you know, this, the, This world isn't perfect and this business isn't and neither is anybody's, right? Um, So, again, it kind of loops back to the vulnerability part, Joe, where we all feel comfortable talking to each other because they see me fuck up, too.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, Steve, hitting hitting a nerve right there because even here at Service MVP, we're not immune to uh, bringing as we grow, it creates new training opportunities that... Uh, we uh, have recently begun to re embrace ourselves because you grow to a different size of a company. Ten million dollar company is different than a one million dollar company, and, and you're kind of learning all over. You have to be vulnerable enough at each one of those steps to admit that uh, this is a different challenge than I had when I was at one million. Steve, tell us about that a little bit.
1: Absolutely, um, I, and I say that uh, just about at every uh, quarterly. We have quarterly offsite meetings. Um, with the management team and and i i do make it a point to say that hey guys like you know where we did six million last year now we're pacing you know 10. um i've i've never led a 10 million dollar company before and then last year i said hey guys we're doing six million this year last year we did four i've never led a six million dollar and 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 i say that because that does act as a reminder because i think sometimes when people see the leader and this is where self-awareness comes back in when people see the leader sometimes they 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 think of them as this like you know um kind of impenetrable uh you know perfect being that's on a pedestal knows all the answers. look, I don't I do not know all the answers, however, I will do my best to be a better person today than I was yesterday, you know what I mean
0: yeah, and I think one thing you if I've heard from your team is that you're great at helping you may not have all the answers but everybody's told me on your team that you're really great at helping them find the answers uh for themselves. Does that make sense for Steve? It does and I think I
1: think some of them will, will will you know would would uh I'm really big on letting people find their own answers, right? And and I'll I'll monitor that. I'll make sure they don't crash and burn, but I'll tell you Joe, I I I let them get damn near close to crashing and burning because
0: that's how we yeah. learn. We don't, we don't learn if you if you don't if you're if you're in a anybody who's in a plumbing business knows that you're not going to be a good plumber if you haven't uh, screwed up a fitting and made it leak. Uh, that's the only way you're going to get good at making fittings not leak is by having ones that did in the beginning. Does that make sense, there, Steve?
1: It, it does. And and you know the first question that I always ask um, you know anyone that comes to to me for an answer. Uh, you know, it, when they, when they, when they're asking me a question is what do you think you should do? What's the right thing to do? Let them think That's about cool. it. Let, let them come up with an answer. And then they usually give me the right one, Joe.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like, well, give me, give me your thoughts. What, what would you say? If, if it was your company, what would you do? Right. That's a good one to put there. And, uh, Wow, Steve, Uh, you know what? Uh, I knew it was going to be a great interview today, and it didn't disappoint. You always say a good podcast starts on time, but a great one ends on time. So I'm going to end the podcast portion of this right now, and we are going to go ahead and take some questions from our team. Everybody have a great one. We will see you on the next podcast, but hold on, everybody.